When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stuff is ready. Welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're doing well. The Celtics have successfully played their way into the playoffs via the play-in tournament, blowing out the Wizards in the end, 118 to 100 behind Tatum's 50 points. We're going to talk all about it. We've got some takes from the lovely people of Celtics Reddit and some stuff on the upcoming Celtics Net series. Jackson and Joe are both here. Jackson, how you doing, man? Welcome back. Yeah, good, good man. Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Jackson resplendent in, um, in his um, very finest knockoff Celtics jersey. That, how yeah, yeah. We got how nice of you to notice. How nice of you to notice. It's, 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 it's number zero, baby. It's oh, number zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it I was do a- miss the GE logo. That Vista print. That Vista print. Mess 100%. Sucks. But the GE was quite like. Yeah. It makes me wistful and yeah. nostalgic. We played a lot better under the GE corporate umbrella. We sure as well. did. Have <laughs> we thought about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, Vista Print is what like they they just print like you know billboards and stuff. Gee, that they're like that that's like high level business and shit. So I don't know. Maybe it correlates with the team performance. Um, but yeah, I got there's a Jalen Brown one in the background there. It's going to be useless for the podcast podcast listeners other than the two of us. But yeah, I ordered that with the Gee logo. It showed up without yeah. it, and I was genuinely disappointed. Genuinely yeah, disappointed. It was. It's an important yeah. part of the the design. But hey, what can you do? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's good to have you back, man. And of course, we've got our New Zealand correspondent, Joe. How's things? How's the weather over there in New Zealand? Over the Tasman oh, there? It's start, starting to get pretty nasty over here. Yeah. yeah, starting to get pretty nasty. We can't... This is this is the difference between New Zealand and Australia, right? Like, I envy your winters. I envy your winters. Hey, I got man. the hoodie on. They're pretty I'm benign. cold up yeah. here in my attic. In my uninsulated <laughs> attic. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, mean, well. yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't whinge too much. Like, it's not like we're flipping Alberta or something like that. Yeah. You know, where it's, just <laughs> it's not, it's not ready shuttles cold. anymore either, Joe, is it? So you should be okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the PRC weather system, fortunately, has passed over. Have you got any, have you got any Celtics fans in your town, Joe? I don't think I've ever asked you this in all the years that we've been doing this. Like, is there a guy that you walk past and you're like, hey, tip of the hat? Celtics there is, is a great question. I'm going to shout him out, Matt Locke. Um, hey, Locke Locke. Celtics, mate. Yeah, Matt Locke. I used to play with him back when we were back when we were weed nippers. He's he's two years younger than me. He means small children for anyone listening over, overseas. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Translation. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, yeah. So so Matt Matt's the other Celtics fan that I definitely know of. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Mm. You gotta have one. You gotta have one in your life, right? That you see on a sort of regular basis. It, it definitely helps. I have two. Oh well, if you've got uh, more than one, then you're you're absolutely killing it. Well, so. I was sort of referring to you guys, but you oh, know, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> <It's great laughs> uh, let's get to the game, shall we? Not necessarily an awesome team game from the Celtics today. Only twenty assists, ten turnovers. Didn't out rebound the Wizards. I think the standout element was the hustle on perimeter defense to the point where Marv Albert thought everyone was Marcus Smart. Uh, the Wizards <laughs> made three three pointers in this game. 14% overall from three, which is just ridiculous. You could say we got off lucky, or you can say that the hustle on the perimeter D got it done for the Celts. Uh, Jackson, uh, we'll go to you first. It's been a while since you've been on the pod. Thoughts on the game, mate? Um, just quickly on the Marv Albert thing. I'm going to give him a pass, even though he called Aaron Naismith Marcus Smart so many times. 26 and 36 to you know an elderly gentleman who's not in there in person. It's an easy mistake to make. That's fine. But 
I swear in the first quarter he said something like, oh, Bradley Beal is 0 for 30 since coming back from his injury. Okay, he came back on Monday and had 25, so I don't know where he's getting <laughs> that information from or if he's just like not reading it probably. But anyway, um, yeah, man, they were, like, they were like one for 14 from three, the Wizards, at some, like in the third quarters, and that's just, in today's NBA, that's just almost unheard of. And I, I remember looking at the score thinking there is no way we're only up by 10 or whatever it was at the time. So, um, yeah, I mean, hustle... On the on the perimeter, uh, as far as that translated, their three point shooting was concerned. Yeah, I thought that was noticeable, and um, it definitely played a part. Um, but uh, I mean, the game is about Tatum, obviously. Is, is anyone have think anything different otherwise? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, I mean, it's very hard to it's it's sort of hard to take anything away. On, on a sort of like macro level about this game, but guess what? It's the playoffs. Like you don't have to take any. There is no macro left, right? Like we have we have reached we have reached the sort of end of the timeline, right? And it doesn't and it doesn't really matter anymore. You know, like you, there there is only the micro. So um, yes, and in the micro, um, Tatum had a performance that we can really enjoy. But it does. So, first of all, Reddit user Kilometer wrote Tatum with the first ever 50 point play in game in NBA history. And it needs to be said that <laughs> the play in game stats kind of get like shuffled off to this weird, like, never realm where they don't really exist. They're not regular season stats. They're not playoff stats. They just exist in a vacuum. So, I feel like, unfortunately, sadly, it kind of detracts from the awesomeness of a 10 or 50 point game. <laughs> but uh, rightfully called out by Kilometer there. Um, on, on the macro level thing, Joe, like it does a little bit feel like a continuation of Tatum's regular season, right? Like we've seen a few high scoring games from him later in the season as he sort of recovered from COVID and, and found his rhythm a little bit. Like it's not completely on a micro level, right? Like we, we are. Like he has blessed us with games like this in recent in recent history, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yep, yep, he has. Um, <laughs> I I feel like Larry Labird is. Um, I'm surprised he didn't make it through just to come on and 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 um, <laughs> our associate and challenge you. <laughs> <laughs> right, so friend of the pod, once and future co-host of the pod. Yeah, Labird. Um. I feel like he, he's. I feel like he. He. he I'm going to use Labert as kind of like a. Um, as kind of like a. I don't know. A proxy for for. Kind of a proxy for everybody who who I imagine disagrees with me. Um, t- this game is sort of like for me. It didn't really prove much about Tatum aside from the fact that this is what he can do. Um. And that might sound like kind of like, oh, well, that's not much of a take. But he has, like, he has played really, really well, and he has scored really, really well. Like, I had, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like fight facts here. Um, and in terms of like what this means in the trend line of Tatum's career, I, I sort of, uh, I don't really think it means heaps. Um, I think it means that he scored 50 points against the Washington Wizards, which is not a very good team, and a game that really did mean something, right? So um, it doesn't mean that he um, is destined for future MVP status. Um, you disagree with Scott Brooks there? Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> I, I, do. I, I mean, honestly, there are how, how many MVPs have there actually been in the last 30 years? Like, how many individual MVPs 30. have there been? Oh, no, hang on, less than that. <laughs> less than 30. Jackson, <laughs> don't take the bait. <laughs> yeah, big pod. Are you, that Scott Brooks predicted accurately or just in general? <laughs> no, just in general, right? <laughs> like, there's, like, pretty much all MVPs win more than one. There's mm-hmm. the odd, right, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, um, I guess Kevin Durant, but, like, Nash. there's just yeah. not that many guys that get to that level. Yeah. And it's still, like, this is a great performance by Tatum. Um, I want to just leave the park this here. It doesn't mean that he is heading for that level. Okay? Yeah. What do you think, Jackson? Because the you know there was some blowback from from the last episode where it was kind of an end of season wrap up. And just for context for anyone who didn't catch the last episode, what Joe's talking about is in in wrapping up the end of the regular season last week, we we talked about concerns over Jason Tatum being you know being great in his own right, but not necessarily being capable of of carrying the Celtics in any iteration to a championship mm-hmm. as the lead guy. 
So I'm curious, Jackson, to hear your, your response to Joe's comments just now. Well, I've, I don't see any evidence yet to suggest that Joe is incorrect as far as championship aspirations are concerned. Like, he's been in a Game 7 before and, you know, he was delivering and then he got frozen out. That's a different story. Uh, games, uh, the series against Miami last year, um, you know, decent performance, but didn't get us over the line. I'd say that the if, if we think about it, like the, the 53 against Timberwolves, it was 53, wasn't it? Um, the 60 against the Spurs and then the, um, the 50 today have all come in the last 39 days. And I think if, unless you take, uh, well, sorry, not unless. Whoa, if you that was do, some quick maths, Jackson. Uh, no, man, I prepare <laughs> well, sometimes. I prepare, like, I, prepare, I, prepare, I prepare sometimes show. for this episode, man. Trust me. Um, it's and, cheating. And if, <laughs> you're not allowed to prepare. Just like I prepared for the quiz too. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, I think if you take the month of May and you set aside that Bulls game where he had nine points and everyone was just ass. He's averaging pretty much near 30 and it had, there's no, it's had no real bearing on whether we've been a better team or a worse team. We've been pretty down the middle. We were a 500 team, like officially, and we were pretty, you know, hit and miss over this stretch too. So yeah, I don't think his superstardom, you know, potential or what he's playing at now is going to be good enough to get us past the likes of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but he's doing like what he, whatever he needs to do as far as success is concerned, he's doing it now. He's been doing it leading into this game. So as far as his, his play and his like ability to take the Celtics to a title is concerned, he's doing his part. You know what I mean? I, I, it, it needs to be, you know, a team around him that isn't a decimated by injuries or COVID or has a little bit of experience or more, or more talent. So it's hard to say whether he, he himself in a vacuum will take us to a title. It really depends on the other guys. Cause what I've seen from him, he's doing, he's fulfilling his end of the bargain, at least so far in his career trajectory. Um, before, yeah. before, um, Ben, I know you'll, I'll, I'll leave you with a right of reply. I just want to just, I don't want to like spend too much time on this particular point because it's sort of not really the vibe for, totally. you know, after, yeah. after, after Completely a thing. Agree. All mm-hmm. I would say, all I would say is that, um, I still stand by my opinions, but this is a data point, right? And he's had a couple of data points that show I'm, I'm, I may be wrong. Okay. And um, I'm happy to acknowledge it as a data point. So, and and I'm enjoying this particular data point. I'm savoring this particular data point because I'm a Celtics fan, and <laughs> I want to see Tatum do well, and I want to see the team do well. Yeah. Um, so, so just so so that's my macro. That's my that's probably for me what where I'll leave the macro dis- macro Tatum discussion. Yeah, no, fair enough. But the thing that I liked about this game in particular. Um, was that it was situational in that it wasn't, you know, Durant, your bronze, they, they come in and they have their time on the court and it's like they're on the court, they score, they assist, they rebound, they go off, you know, the bench doesn't do so well, they come back on, they score, they assist, they rebound. It's like their impact is clear and, and consistent. And I guess you could use that as a knock against Tatum. But what I liked about Tatum today was that the second quarter was not great for the Celtics, and I was saying to my mate, shout out to Kenyon, who I watched the game with today. Shout Tatum, out, Kenyon. Tatum's going to need to have like a 30-point third quarter to make this game something, because that second quarter sucked, and we're not getting anything really from anyone else. Like, Fournier didn't have a particularly good game, and Tatum did flip that switch. He did put the team on his shoulders a little bit, and he did show that leadership. Um, he got to the line 17 times, made all of his three th- free throws. He was shooting 25% at the end of the first quarter, 33% at halftime, and then he scored 23 in the third quarter, 32 in the second half on 50% shooting, uh, 52% mm. shooting. He did like he did sort of have a decisive pivot where he was like, I'm fucking winning this shit. And I, that is a little leadery. That's a little, that's pretty bowler that there's some testicular fortitude to that you know, pivot in his game. And I liked that. I liked that he sort of recognized the moment and and clearly impacted the game. Like there was no doubt that like Tatum was the best player on the court for yeah. the majority of the game, particularly after the first quarter and a half. He, so yeah. I, I liked that from him today. He's, he's clearly not fussed about being the guy that has to be the one to take over the game. Like he looks comfortable doing that now which is very encouraging. Um, I said to my mate um, who wasn't watching the game, I was like texting him updates and said, I said, that was a very nonchalant 50. I think 17 at the line has something to do with that too. But I mean, other than a, that spell in the third quarter where he was pretty much unconscious, like Kemba was also really good in the third quarter too. So yeah. it, it didn't feel like, oh my God, look, it looked like it wasn't like the Spurs game where it was just him versus an entirely other team. It was like he had his moments 
Um, and obviously he was, you know, 50 points isn't nothing by any stretch of the, of the imagination. But because he was at the line and because he had that, you know, that, that help, you know, to some degree, um, it didn't really feel like a, a super dominant 50 point game, at least to me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's a sign of greatness. Like I agree, mm. that's kind of a sign of greatness, yeah. right? Or that's that's how I want his greatness to manifest. Sorry, Ben. Well, just the, the, I was only going to say that the commonality between the Wolves and the Spurs and the Wizards today is that they don't really have a Tatum stopper. And there's two things there, like the fact that the phrase Tatum stopper maybe exists is good, like that because mm. yeah, we always talk about Giannis stopper and LeBron stopper. Like, okay. If Tatum stop is a thing, like that's that's good. That's a compliment to, to Tatum and the Celtics and his game. Um, but at the same time, there was no Tatum stopper for either of those teams, and that's where he had his high scoring output. And maybe that means something, particularly as we wander into whatever the Nets series is going to be. And I think we all kind of have a similar viewpoint there, and I think most view- fans can agree. And we'll get to that series in a little bit. But um, as as important and as awesome and just like fucking pleasant as this Tatum game was like they they don't have a 6-9 small forward who can defend really I guess is is the commonality between these teams um on the leadership aspect and you know this speaks to what we were talking about last episode Joe so Keith Smith tweet Jason Tatum on his leadership style after 50 points quote I see a lot of people wanting me to lead out lead or act a certain way like there's one style of leadership that's not true I'm reserved but I show up every day I talk to guys all the time I'm going to be me. And then Larbird sort of, he, he actually sent me this quote as well in a, an article written by Adam Himmelsbach in the, the Boston Globe and likened him to Tim Duncan in sort of that quiet leadership, obviously not in like all-time playing style. Tim Duncan is like all-time player in the league mm-hmm. ever. But, you know, Tim Duncan was a, was a quiet leader. He led that team quietly and there's maybe a similar... Um, sort of personality there to, to Tatum. Do, do you guys buy into that at all? Um, yes and no. I, d- I do think that, um, like, I think I made some comments um, in the last pod to the, to, you know, so something along the lines of, um, I don't, like, I don't know if he's, like, like, if, if his demeanour is, is that of an emotional leader. Um it's not necessarily everyone's job to be an emotional leader. What I saw today, though, was body language, right? Like, just because you, just because you, you don't have to be rah 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 like Marcus Smart is rah rah. Antoine Walker back in the day was rah rah rah, right? And then Antoine Walker went out and took soft shots, right? Um, the the point was today he was his body language was aggressive, right? That's that's. That's that's sufficient for me. I don't I don't regard that as like a, a fatal flaw. It's more something that maybe I was bringing up in the context of oh and by and by the way, this is something else to consider, you know. But no, I don't see it as fatal to his leadership at all. But I just want to make the point that the fact that he did show aggressive body language today did set the tone for his team. Like that's 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 another way of leading. If you plays passive, the team will be passive. If he plays aggressive, the team will pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I loved his body language today. I loved it. I could tell. Yeah, like you know, the guy, the guy was there. Man, he was there. He was, he was going to, he was going to impact the hoop and therefore the game. Yeah, absolutely. And another comment from Celtics Reddit. This is from the post game thread by Wayne Spoony, who has been awesome again. I've shouted out Wayne Spoony before on Celtics Reddit. So many good, high quality original content posts. Yes, we will I get, to some, get to some. Well, yeah. I, I want to get to some Wayne Spoony stuff in, in the off season as well because I yeah, think a yeah. lot of the stuff is sort of evergreen that this person's been. I'm assuming it's a but he has been posting. Um, he needs to be more willing as a passer. Wayne Spoony says when he gets into the lane as well, referring to Tatum. But ultimately, that type of stuff comes with experience. This is his first season of being the clear-cut number one option, and he's had his growing pains, but every sign is pointing to him being a legit superstar. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could probably leave it there on Tatum because it is kind of on a knife's edge where we've seen a lot of good and a lot of bad and to the point where it's all opinions and there's no right or wrong viewpoint on Tatum, right? Like, it, it, I feel like it could legitimately go either way, and we're sort of at that tipping point now. Is that fair, Jackson? Um, I mean, it's 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 so hard to say, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like this team will go now as far as Tatum will take them. 
how far Tatum can take the team is is, is what's in question. But like, no, what isn't in question is that he like it's it's all on him. So if he shows what he shows today, then we're every chance of getting a couple games off the Nets. I don't want to jump ahead to the Nets game or anything like that. But you know, if he does that, I reckon it's definitely we're in we're in at least with some sort of competitive you know um, chance. But um, if he doesn't, then you know we're stuffed. You know, I think I think it's that's all we can really be sure about. I- I think I think it's good and right to focus on the fact that tonight was a positive data point which shows what could be, right? Yeah. Which and um, what could be is a six foot nine guy going to the rim aggressively, drawing ten plus free throws a game, right? That is a that is a that is a that is a top ten player. That is a guy who does drive winning. He finished with his you left know? hand. He I was going to say, he's just going to get his left hand in. Okay, now that's bait. <laughs> leave, it al- leave that one alone. It did happen. Yeah. I did see it. I did see that one, yes, over, over Alex Lane. I think the second quarter, I think. But um, <laughs> Yeah, but it, it was over Alex Lane. Elite big man, Alex Lane. Yeah. <laughs> but 17 free throws is low variance, right? Yeah. It's, good it's low variance. It's going to keep you in games. Yep. So what, was our, what was our biggest deficit today? Did we get to 10? It was like eight, right? I think it was like eight. The biggest yeah. deficit. Mm. Yeah, if you if you only have eight down, you're you, that's like that's less than three positions. Yeah, right. It's like two and a half positions. You know, you're in touch. You're in striking distance all the time. So that's great. He can do it. Yeah, on tonight, on, on a night like tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's great. <laughs> so we should talk about Campbell Walker, who was sort of the other factor in this game as far as the Celtics winning. Twenty nine points, seven boards, two assists, two steals, and at least a couple of charges taken. 42% from three, and I was surprised to see that he only shot 10 of 24 from the field overall. It felt like it was just money and reliable all night. Um, what do you guys think about Campbell Walker? I guess we'll, we'll go to you again, Jackson, but like, is he improving to the point where, dare I say it, we should, like, we should be marginally excited <laughs> about the net series, or, or is it just a nice, a nice bow on the season? Um, I'm going to echo what La Bird has said many times. The Kemba Walker is Kemba Walker. You know, uh, some people overrate him. Some people underrate him. He's like statistics show that he's been pretty much himself, you know, throughout his entire career. So what I'm encouraged by is that you don't have Jalen Brown, who is your number two. And those two guys out of 118 points scored 79 of them. Now, obviously, Tatum's 50 is going to skew that one way, but... <laughs> you know, if, if he can live up to his... Like Kwame Brown and Kobe combining it, for yeah, 82. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Um, but to be fair, like, no, I mean, all he's got to be is a good compliment to Tatum. And if that, like, means contributing, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, nearly 30 points, then sweet. If that means just getting a bunch of, a bunch of charges and, you know, a, a, a couple of extra assists than he had tonight, then that's, that, that's encouraging as well too. But I mean, uh, if, if those two are going to be on for these playoff series, then I mean, sure. Like I said, I, I come back to my previous point. We'll have a competitive chance for sure. But I don't think, you know, let, let's just say <laughs> I'm touching so much wood here. If Tatum does go down and is out for the series, then even if Kemba Walker averages 40, that's not going to do it for us, you know? So no. it's, it's, he, it's, it's encouraging to see a performance like this, but I mean, he, as far as I'm concerned, he's just feeling he, he's doing what he needs to do. He's not, he's not wowing me as, as unfair as that might seem. Oh, that's fair. Okay, tell me if I'm repeating myself a little here, Ben. But like my 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 feelings toward Kimber are not like negative in a personal sense. They're negative towards him in like a like a value, value. return on investment sense, right? And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted to say if he restores his value enough to be tradable for um for equal or lesser value, it's probably a good time to move him. But failing that, right? There are no trades to be made before the list for you know for the rest of the season. Okay, he scored. He you know he had a string of thirty point games. Um, tonight he was knocking on the door. Great. I hope long may it continue. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he there was a couple of shots he took uh, after he'd gotten hot. There were there was one three pointer that I just I remember. Yeah. Kimber, I hate that shot. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was not um, in rhythm at all. But that's not typically a problem for Kimber. Like that's not that's not this. There's areas of his game that I I would tend to criticize, but um, but that's not generally one of them. I don't think he's generally a bad shot taker. 
Yep. So, um, yeah, so it's great to see him um, showing showing a heartbeat, and um, and he's done it for a little while. And um, hey, I'm happy to be wrong about Kemba. Well, look, the, we're, the, in, the, we're in it. We're probably in it for the long haul. You know? Yeah, I mean, maybe I mean, the the reason that we open any podcast, including this one, talking about Tatum and then talk about Tatum for so long is like maybe aside from Jalen Brown, he's kind of the only one that really matters long term. Which is why it's completely fine to discuss Campbell Walker's value as far as a trade piece. I think that's completely reasonable. We, we've covered it time and time again about the lack of uh, of complementary play style that Kemba brings as far as how he fits with Tatum and Brown. So, and now I'm repeating myself, but I, I think that's a completely fine lens to to discuss Campbell Walker through. Um, but yeah, as far as this playoff playing game. It was great. We kind of needed him. Like Tatum's fifty, sadly, and this just speaks to you know the shortcomings of the bench. Like was not going to get it done, so it needed someone else to step up and, and score some points, which was good. Uh, Joe, I, I asked this to you because I know you're his biggest fan, and because he's sort of emerging uh, as sort of the most likely to be traded, you know, piece this off season. What did you think of Marcus Smart in this game? I thought he was really controlled. I thought this is, I do understand, the criticisms of him are valid. I just love him anyway. You know, I, I coach I coach a junior boys basketball team over here and um, we got this kid and he's just an agent of chaos out there. <laughs> and um, like he is, I said to him, like I, I kind of wish I kind of wish I didn't say it to him, but it's just how I said it. I, just, I said, bro, you are like out of control talented. You are out of control and you're talented, you know, like. Uh, but Marcus Marcus Smart, when he's courage under fire, is such an effective player. He's such an effective player. Offensively, a couple of plays um, spring to mind. One was the three that Neesmith hit. Um, Smart was wide open, but he made a super quick, mm-hmm. on-time, on-target, like laser, cross-court laser to him. Yep. That was not an easy pass. That's a, that's that's what Smart's capable of in terms of decision-making. Um and um, he also he had a pass where he like he faked inside. It was like a it was like a coach's dream. Faked it, faked one way, two hands overhead. I forget to who to who, who the target was. Um, and those those plays for me were emblematic of him when he's playing under control. Um, that said, just a quick note on Smart. It's his aggression is a feature, not a bug. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, the fact that he's aggressive about his shot taking. Um, this is this may contradict me <laughs> at other points, but I see it as as part of what makes him effective, and it is an, and there's some unfortunate side effects that come with it. Um, but yeah, sorry, tonight he was under control, and it was probably one of the better versions of him that you're going to get. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Like, I think Smart is best when you don't notice him. To be fair, like, I mean, we will notice him because we love him, and you know, we're Celtics <laughs> fans, so we'll we'll see it. But you know. How many times has he has he hit like nine three pointers in a losing effort? How many times has he been you know ejected in a game that we ended up winning? Or you know, I don't know, I don't know. But like essentially, when he's the the focus and he's the a talking point from the game, I find chances are we didn't win that game. When he's you know he's un, like you said, Joe, when he's under control and he's like making you know no pun intended the smart play, then you know he's he's invaluable as far as I'm concerned. If we do end up trading him then it better be for someone who's like leagues better at him in offense. Because if you're going to try and get someone who's better at being Marcus Smart than Marcus Smart, then, you know, that's just not going to happen. Don't You're not going to find yeah. anyone realistically who's going to bring that to you. Um, I don't know if I'm hijacking the, the topic here, but a side note, would you take Ish Smith on the Celtics? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I, that. I was like, why do we not sign this guy? Unrestricted free agent in the summer. Unrestricted yeah. free agent in the summer made $6 million this year. He would be everything that we wanted Jeff Teague to be and more. We got to, we got, we got to just, try that, right? Yeah. Just, even just so that he never played us again for a season would be enough. Sure. You know, like yeah. just, you know, send him to Maine. I don't care as yeah. long as we don't have to face Ish Smith. Like I just, I said to my mate Kenyon again, shout out to Kenyon, that we, we uh, Ish Smith was going to come into this game and absolutely destroy us. And he was by far the most like efficient. Yeah, very good second player. quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Ish Smith. Smith, get him up here. I want to sign him. <laughs> I want to bother him. Get him up here. <laughs> we can call him IS. Yeah. Fill the Isaiah void. <laughs> yeah. Um, on Smart, though, eight field goal attempts, and he had six of our team's 20 assists in this game. So, yeah. Smart slipping under the radar and just the discipline. Like, we 
I think we we all feel like we know who Marcus Smart is and just the discipline and the poise to be that awesome version of Marcus Smart while Brown is not playing and like there's more usage percentage sort of potentially floating Marcus Smart's way. It's nice. It's nice that he didn't like sort of take it upon himself, try and really imprint the game in that sense. So um, mm. very happy there. Uh, we should get to Time Lord very quickly, who came into the game with some turf toe concerns. He went up for the ball. He sort of fell on, I guess, Tatum's ankle. There was a moment there where it looked like another like double starter injury situation where it looked like maybe Time Lord and Tatum both got hurt. But Time Lord definitely like tweaked the toe again. Looked like it could have been a lot worse. Mm. Um, and then we were sort of stuck with Tristan Thompson as our primary big again. I think Tristan Thompson is awesome as the primary backup big. I think that as soon as he is tasked with being the the basically the only big, because then you know your, your backups are Grant Williams and Luke Cornett, and you know God forbid uh, Taco Fall. Um, with with Time Lord potentially out for even a longer period of time, um, I'm concerned. But what did you think of Time Lord's sort of limited impact in this particular game? Um. I thought immediately it was no, it was it was really noticeable how yeah. how much of a difference that he makes. Like it just felt like when Thompson's in, like I'm with you. I, I like Thompson as a backup big. I like the fact that you know he gets in there and he's scrapped and he'll get an ugly rebound and he'll get to the line and whatnot. But it feels like he takes more shots than he by right should take because he's just defenses kind of like leave him alone because they'll take that like in that that hook shot which goes in sometimes. Um, and he's a shit three po- um, uh, free throw shooter. Um, yes. So when Time Lord is out there, it, by contrast to Tristan Thompson, um, yeah, the the difference is night and day. So I liked what we what he did. Like he started very well. He had a very good block early on, uh, from what I remember, and a couple of nice finishes too. But he talked about that when he landed on Tatum's ankle. Like I don't know if you like want to pause that half a second after that happens, where they both go down. It it looks like your worst nightmare. It looks yeah. like Robert Williams does injures himself and he lands like right on Tatum's Achilles. And you just think like, I remember watching it back. Like after the fact, you know, that Tatum gets up immediately. He plays on. Robert's down. But you watch that back and it's like, how, how is Tatum not like injured as well too? So uh, that yeah. was a massive win for me watching that back. My big, big, big relief. My yeah. worst nightmare would be like signing Al Horford Gordon Hayward and trading for Kyrie Irving and having them all leave and consider off <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's Jesus, all uphill man. from here then. It's- there's, there's, there's numbers you can call, Joe. Like, <laughs> we can get you in touch with somebody. Yeah, well, two of those aren't in the playoffs. One we can send home, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> the um, oh, look, Time Lord, Time Lord is a, um, he's, he's a quicker decision maker than, than, than Thompson. That's the thing he knows about Thompson, right? It's just like, it's like he's moving in molasses, you know? Mm-hmm. Everything feels really slow with him defensively and, and, and um, Time Lord makes things happen quickly. Um, we'll miss him, um, but by golly, the guy's injury prone, eh? I know yeah. this is the same injury. It does seem that way. This is just like, I, I suspect this is going to be something that kind of follows him around for a while. So, yeah. We might be, want to be careful in our restricted free agency negotiations. With him. He'd be up for an extension this summer, wouldn't he? I believe so, he yeah. Is. He is extension mm-hmm. eligible. And, and um, so- Interesting decision. And, and so when the injury occurred today, were you, were you was, like, be honest, your, your immediate reaction, was it, oh no, our future sender, Robert Williams, or was it, oh no, his trade value? Like, what, what was the immediate <laughs> concern for you guys? It was more, oh, no, we're better off with him in this game. I want him out there. <laughs> yeah. Moment. yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm not, not too long-term concerned. I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think this, this changes as long-term sort of prospects one way or the other. Term. Yeah, okay. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, same. Jackson. Same. same. Yeah, okay. I would say same, yeah, absolutely. Um, miscellaneous points is really all. Oh, actually, on the Robert Williams situation, Brad Stevens said that he re-aggravated his turf toe. He'll get treatment and the Celtics will go from there. Stevens said that Marcus Smart will probably be sore after twisting his ankle, but that he'll be good to go. So we can add that to the list of times we thought Marcus Smart, you know, incurred a season-ending injury and came back on the court two minutes later, which is great. 
Um, miscellaneous notes from this game. Uh, feel free to jump in at any point with your own sort of misc comments that aren't worthy of a, a segment. <laughs> but um, sick energy from Jalen Brown off the bench. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could argue that's the best impact we've had off the bench all year. Too soon. That's, that's, no. <laughs> no, that's right. The bench look en- looked energized with him on there in his um his own branded clothes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got Speaking more. Speaking of clothes. Speaking of clothes. No, we won't. <laughs> no, I think we should. <laughs> Please, Speaking of clothes. Take, take me there, Joe. Well, Kimball, there was a deleted tweet. Kimball Walker showed up um, wearing a, uh, a hoodie with a snake with Don't Tread On Me, which is like a libertarian kind of. Oh, okay. Totem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. And, and Philly's got the snake on, on their, their yeah, court right. sometimes too. The, yeah, I have more of an issue yeah, with that. Yeah, which is an American yeah. Revolution kind of mm. bit, of, bit of symbology there, yeah. Or was it like, the, we'll, the we'll, we'll definitely be playing Durant the next game? Hey. That kind of like confidence. <laughs> you know, like, we're winning this game. We're facing Wait, you Durant, won my shirt, snake. man. <laughs> you ain't got nothing. <laughs> uh Next miscellaneous point. Neesmith took three shots in his eight minutes, but he did hit, and you referred to this earlier, Joe, one like kind of critical three there where I was like, mm. oh, good, he can hit big shots in big games. I just thought, I don't know, it wasn't like he didn't like feature heavily in this game, but I just thought he was, Great he was block. there in the moment. And he made an amazing block. Um, yeah. He, um, he's really, he's, he's going to have a role, man. Um, Labird got this one right. He is going to have a role. Mm-hmm. Um, in, yeah. the, in the future, yep, he's a, he's a, he's going to have a double digit NBA career, double digit year NBA career, for sure. Yeah. You guys got any missed points before I rattle off my final few? Um, I was going to say it's disappointing to see Peyton Pritchard not really feature and not really do much, but um, yeah, probably something. Even though it was only one basket, probably alleviated by uh, Neesmith's um, you know, moment. So that was fine by me. Yeah, four are minutes. Are we talking about? Are we talking about Brooklyn yet? Sorry, that's no, uh, no. We're about to get you to want Brooklyn. Me to save that? Okay, yeah. continue with your Pritchard. Sure. Well, I don't know. I don't have anything else in Pritchard other than yeah. I mean, it's disappointing. They played four minutes and thirty-five seconds with one missed field goal attempt. Um, this might be the last genuinely good moment we get to enjoy this season. So I think you know, I've Likely. got my little whiskey here. I just, I just think that's nice. Just like, yeah, Joe's got something. He's got an empty glass or something. Well, um, a little bit in there. Oh yeah, nice, nice. Bit of red wine. I just yeah, fifty points in a play-in game. I just think soak it up. I, I don't think anyone needs to be told that, but I just, totally. um, I just think that it's you know it's worth just sort of taking stock and just sort of pausing to enjoy the moment. Uh, this is pointed out by user Giannis Playoff Joker. Um, <laughs> F you Kyrie and we want Username Brooklyn. Chicks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> F you Kyrie and we want Brooklyn with a chance coming from the the limited TD Garden crowd um, at the end of this game. It was a late game. I think Leet Speak pointed this out in the in the post game thread. But uh, it was a 9 p.m. tip off in Boston. Um, so you know, intoxicated fans chanting. Maybe things they shouldn't chant. I, I just don't think we want that smoke, as people younger than me would say. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just, yeah, I mean, fuck you, Kyrie. We want Brooklyn. Like, fuck you, Kyrie, sure, but we don't want Brooklyn, right? Like, we don't, well, we uh, have to play them, but we don't want is, to play them. This is, the, this is the equivalent of, like, a kamikaze pilot, like, you know, about to crash into something going, yeah, come on, woo! Like, I mean, this, is, yeah. this is just us kind of, like, you know, geeing ourselves up for the... Um, for the inevitable death, but uh, hey, whatever, whatever. They can. If I was there, I'd be, I'd be joining in with them. So I ain't judge. <laughs> uh, I completely disagree with both of you. Okay. Completely disagree. Completely with disagree. With disagree. No, I, I wouldn't chant for that. And, and <laughs> if you'd like to use this to sort of transition to the the Nets thing, then go ahead because my last two points are shitty. So please okay, go. Okay. Well, we're in. I'm, I'm, I'm more talking about the Nets here, really now. Yeah. Let's get okay. into it. Here's, here's, here's the deal. Okay. Let's say we'd qualified and we'd made it up to the five seed and Miami was fourth, okay? Um, and let's just say that we lost to Miami in seven, all right? Would you feel better than that, better about that, right? Then say you go six games against Brooklyn and there's game six in Boston. What's, what's more fun? I, I just want to make these guys feel some heat. I'm, I, I'm realistic in my expectations. But let's have some fun with this, man. What would honestly be more fun than upsetting Brooklyn? Definitely beating the Sixers. Honestly, I reckon upsetting Brooklyn would be the most fun thing at all. So this is where yeah. the irrational side of being a fan kind of kicks in. We don't have to be armchair GMs, right? Yeah. We're just fans. 
And we can just enjoy it, man. I hope Brooklyn comes in and we kick their ass. You know? That'd be great. And get, you know what? Like, it's probably not going to happen. But who cares? Let's just imagine that it can. You know? And when you think about that, get excited for it. And have pick a, I'm picking a goal for our team. Let's make it to Game 6 back in Boston. Yeah. We do that. Man, that'll be cool. Game 6 back in Boston will be epic. Yeah. Mm. Get excited. What do you think, I am ex- I'm definitely excited. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's the ultimate test, really. You know, if we beat Brooklyn, then I think we can win the title. Simple as that. <laughs> well, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. mean, okay, okay. Here's here's here's, here's where uh, let's let's get a little bit more realistic. I think I think no, someone. No, it's not. Sorry. I'll still lean into this fantasy. Don't you worry. Um, I think someone's going to get Brooklyn. I think the fact that Durant. Harden and Kyrie have only played eight games together or something like that. I think in, 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 when they play a team that's giving them issues, because I think they're going to cruise for the most part, but they're going to have issues at some stage. When it gets down to that, who's going to take the shot? How do we fu- function as a unit? I think someone like the Sixers, as much as the pain's me to say, or the Heat even, would probably have the edge on them. You're going to be relying on one guy to kind of, and when I say one guy, it's most likely going to be Durant, but it could be Kyrie. It could be Harden as well too. One of those guys can get you out of it, but how? That's one of them. So they're one right of on them one three. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you you, under, you understand the self awareness of what I'm saying here, but but I think someone's going to do them. I think someone's going to do them. It's probably going to be the Sixers. If we do it, oh man, I, I couldn't give a shit what happens in 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 get in round two. We get knocked out. We get swept in round two. Oh, it's fine. Whatever. Sweet. In knocking out the six um the the Nets would be absolutely unbelievable. But like, I just think it's going to be. I think we're good enough to get. I think we're good enough to get a game. And let, me, let, let, me, let me change that wording. I think Tatum is good enough to get us one game. Yeah, Other than that, fair. it's going to come down to them being below par, us being up at our absolute best. And, you know, we've been good for stretches and we've been god-awful for stretches. If we've just timed our good stretch now and it's enough to get us past Brooklyn, then as far as I'm concerned, this season is a massive, massive success. But, you know, I've got no expectations anymore i i just don't want us to get utterly humiliated i don't think a sweep would be humiliation if they're like three out of four close games i think three out of four like three out of four or four out of four blowouts would be unfortunate and i don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> i don't hope that happens <laughs> yeah it would be unfortunate yeah. we, we are we're like we're in the end game it's like when you beat all the missions in gta and then you just like roam around the world just like fucking people up that's yeah. i feel like that's where the celtics until you, are until you inevitably yeah. get wasted yep 100 percent. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you like start to import all the cheats and like get all the weapons and cars and stuff. But uh, I mean, if you if you do want to deep dive further than what's on paper, is obviously the Nets have a much better roster end to end than the Celtics, and you know no one would be surprised, even the the biggest green teamer, if the Celtics got swept. But you know, matchup wise, Kemba, Kyrie, Tatum, Durant, Marcus Smart on. On Harden, like we do, kind of have a like a like for like. Uh, that's it's not like for like, but we we do kind of have an answer for each player. Um, like Kemba at his best could cancel out Kyrie. Smart at his best defensively could limit Harden, and you know Fournier Durant could limit Tatum. Fournier could limit Harris too. Sorry, if you were getting that, my apologies. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's a huge stretch, obviously, and we need our guys playing at their absolute best and all of the Nets, like, kind of having a bad day for four games out of a best of seven series. Very, very unlikely. Um, but, you know, Joe, you talk about this all the time. We need hope. That I mean, there should be some hope. I mean, not very much, let's be honest. Joe's the I mean, hoper. He's the, he's the great white hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's credit to you, Joe. Like, with, you know, all of the um, sort of uh, non-homer takes that you have, and some would say, I would say, sometimes realistic takes that you have, like, you, you harp on about the hope of being a fan more than anybody else. And I think this is really now where we, we need it more than ever because it's the fucking Brooklyn Nets and yeah. we need to hope. But um, th- there is some cause for hope there, I think. If if not but very little, it's even it's even more than that, right? There's like there's, I guess I, I don't think I made my point very well before, but like what could possibly be more fun this postseason than toppling one of the top tier teams? And if we'd finished in the middle of the pack, we might not necessarily have had our shot at them. But guess what? Now we get our shot, and and 
you, you're kind of hitting on something that I, I'm trying to communicate, which is that there's this duality of the duality of fan, right? Which is armchair GM on one side, which is, tries to be realistic, and then just flipping can the bloody Celtics, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. That's Absolutely. the other side, you know? So can the bloody Celtics. Yeah. Let's go, boys. That's, the, that's the thing. Yeah. It's it's time for, like, sinking tinnies on the hill and just, like, <laughs> just blindly yeah. cheering your team. Like, that's that's where we're at right now. Tatum's going to get a double century. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Tatum, Tatum, the fastest double century. Yeah. Fastest double century <laughs> in, in play-in game history. <laughs> Captain Stock. A couple of comments here from Celtics Reddit. So, user cool kid wannabe writes, I'd be happy if we win a single game against the Nets. And Adam B34N writes, we really need to capitalize in our home games versus Brooklyn with Kyrie sitting them all out. Uh, zing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, right, yeah, yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, maybe we'll see. Um, I do think, though, seriously, though, that the the net series is a win for Tatum in that, like, top five picks, they they almost always come into the league on a shit team as the sole guy and have ample opportunity to sort of figure it out while it's okay to lose. And Tatum and Brown, both of them, haven't had that luxury at all. Uh, they've come in and they were expected to fit as pieces within already successful teams. And now, in this series, maybe for the first time ever, Tatum is going to attract very, very serious defensive attention uh, in series from in this series from very, very talented players and um, what is shaping up to be a good coach in, in Steve Nash as well. So, uh, developmentally, whatever happens in this season, I like this for Tatum long term. That fair yeah. to say? Yeah, and he's he he maintains his payoff his playoff pedigree. Never miss the playoffs. Neither is Brown. If you're going to like technically, you know, he's not going to play he'll in his playoffs, but he'll he'll be there. He'll be on the bench with his fucking with his <laughs> knee going up and down like this. It's not going to hurt. Yeah, it's not going to hurt. Yeah. Um. Look. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully we see. Hopefully we see. Hopefully we see a miracle. You know. <laughs> hey, believe. we um. The future is not yet written. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I real quick. I remembered. I think. Even if you take the overall like talent in whatever metric you want to measure that as and put like this Nets team compared to our team, I don't think it's as vast as the talents differential when we played the Cavs in 2017 versus that team we had. There was no Isaiah then. That was that was Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart and Kelly Olynyk getting your buckets. So we ma- and we managed one game out of them. So. I mean, if you if if you th- if you think this team is harder than than the um than the Cavs team in in, in 2017, then sure. But I mean, I I think we'll I think we'll get at least one, and if we can get one, we can get two. If we can get two, then then we're at Joe's game six theory, and then who knows? Hey, are playoff rosters actually set yet? Playoff rosters? Yeah, is it still too late to cut? Tremont Waters and sign IT. <laughs> Come on, uh, people! I'd sign Kelly. Dream with me. I'd sign Kelly, Kelly Olynyk. I'd sign Kelly Olynyk so he could break Kyrie's arm. <laughs> Doing yeah, like he did, Kevin. Pull Lock. it out of its socket. Yeah, why not? Um, are there any playoff series that you guys are looking forward to in particular, aside from Celtics Nets? I- I'm immensely looking forward to the one particular playing game tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah. Likewise, yeah. Uh, if, any if, predictions if, there? It's hard to predict, right? That's what makes it so spicy. For one game, for yeah. one game. God, I love Steph Curry. I just love Steph Curry. Mm. And I just, I know he's not on the level of LeBron, but I so wish he was, yeah. you know? And I just, I love for, for, for oh, if he beat LeBron and just rubbed it in his face. Oh, that would just yeah. be... Oh, I, <laughs> I honestly, I think Warriors will do them. I think Warriors will do them. I think because the Lakers, wow. if they lose, they will have that chance to play either Memphis yeah. or San Antonio. That's when they'll win that. That's when they'll play Utah. That's when they'll probably knock out Utah. That's when they'll get going. Uh, that's what I think anyway. But I reckon Steph's got every chance of hanging 50 on him tomorrow, taking Tatum's, you know, 24-hour-old play-in, uh, most points scored record away from him. I, 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 I'd be okay with <laughs> it. Happen. I would be fine with it. Okay, just dream with me a little here. Okay, let's say the Warriors win. Okay, that puts them as the seventh seed. Playing who? They're playing Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Punches yeah. chance, right? Totally. Punches chance. Oh yeah, absolutely. If I were Phoenix okay. or Utah, I'd be shitting myself right now. Yeah. Right. So, but now they're now now, but they're on the other side of the bracket from each other, mm-hmm. right? 
So, so, so imagine like if if the Lakers are playing Utah, I'm favoring the Lakers over seven games, right? So now, Same. so the Lakers get through, and then the Lakers play the four seed. The four seed would be the winner of Mavericks Clippers. Hopefully, it's the Clippers. That'd be epic. That'd be great fun, you know. And the, only not because I want the Clippers to win, but it'd just be a fun matchup. I'd still back the Lakers against them. Meanwhile, who are the Warriors playing? They're playing the winner of Nuggets Portland. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Warriors couldn't beat the winner of Nuggets Portland? I think we the could. Nuggets are like, pretty quite, good. They're pretty good, man. They're mm. also down a dude, you know. Yeah, and they've been beaten by the Warriors. It's like I'm allowing myself to imagine. The Warriors and Lakers meeting again in the Western Conference (laughs) That's by far the best timeline. That's by far the best timeline. Yeah, 100%. I'm for that. And, like, now that we've won our playoff game, 100% back in on the playoff game format, right? Like, this thing is awesome. It's so much fun. Yeah. We get a win. Do you think we'll play the Wizards in the East Conference Finals? That's the real question. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) see the inverse. I know that. For sure. Yeah. Did you hear Bill Simmons' Ewing theory take on the on the Nuggets today that they're better without Jamal Murray? <laughs> that doesn't. He's not a Ewing theory candidate. You've got to be the best player in your team yeah. <laughs> to be a Ewing yeah. theory candidate. 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I don't have anything else to get to. I think we've we've covered a lot, and we've sort of traversed the league, even which we rarely do on this podcast. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap this one up? Can the bloody Celtics? Um. Maybe we'll save our playoff mistresses chat for another episode. Yeah. But I think it's pretty obvious who I've been lustily eyeing up across the room. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, um, God forbid the Celtics are swept and this is one of our last, you know, live season pods that there will be more off season pods. So we've plenty to get to there. Uh, in the meantime, folks, sit on the hill, sink a couple of tinnies, calm the Celtics. That's going to do it for this one. Thank you for listening. <laughs> We're going to try and keep pace with the playoff games here. So hopefully a new pod after each game or every two games. We'll see. In the meantime, let's just bask in the glow of this Tatum-led play-in victory. Jackson, Joe, love your work, guys. Thanks again. Likewise, Can ben. the bloody Celtics! Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, go Celtics. Peace. Peace.